All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. The Avalanche go out and do exactly what we didn't want them to do over the weekend, and that is lose both games. One to the Stars, one to the Kraken. But they did get a point, but it just doesn't feel all that good. A lot to get to with this one. Brand new episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. As always, follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And there is a lot of concern out there right now in Avalanche Nation. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll obviously break down uh, these, these games over the weekend. And we do have a sound check to get to, obviously, as well. And maybe it's good who the Avalanche have on uh, Tuesday night in San Jose. Maybe get out some aggression on uh, on the sharks but let's start right off the top man with with you know what happened over the weekend for the abs you, you lost that game against uh new jersey i didn't really dwell on it too much you know you you had your backup goalie in and you were not even your backup goalie your ahl goalie in right and it was like okay well and you've been playing well you know you had that six game winning streak and then you turn around and, and then you drop both games. The Dallas two in two different styles, really. The Dallas game was just you were blown out of the arena. And then the the Seattle game, you you looked a lot better and you had that game in hand. And this is what happens sometimes in hockey. Like no lead is safe, even when it's a one-goal lead. I didn't think the Avs were playing poorly but i didn't think they were playing their best and seattle is a pretty good team they capitalized on a late blunder and then in overtime it's it's a coin flip and the other point went away both games it felt like it was reversed that dallas game feels like it would have been the back end of a back-to-back with the way (laughs) they got blown out and the seattle game there were glimmers of hope and you were feeling good for about two periods. And then that third period, it just kind of fell off the track. And then over time, you hate to lose that way. And you played right into Seattle's hands when in overtime. So to get one point, I guess that's great. Um, But that Dallas game, I'll never think about that Devils game again because that Dallas game was abysmal yeah that that's the one that you know like you said that was the first game of the back-to-back it's the team that is above you above everybody in in the division so you, you would think they'd get up for that and it it was just the the total opposite and i don't know like the, even with the cracking you said things got off the tracks with the cracking game i didn't really think that they did so much in the third it was just a bad play by Nathan McKinnon that they capitalized late in the third. And when, when you're only up by one, even though you're kind of in control of it, I don't want to even say you're in control of the game. The game was just 
that was the, the the oddest game I think that the Abs have played all year because there was just n- no flow to that yeah. Kraken game, none. And and they they had you know I said um, on Twitter when Nathan McKinnon scored that goal, like that's the difference between these teams is like when things are not going smooth, like the the way that you typically play your style of play one of your superstars can just rise up and just come out of nowhere and make a play like he did on that goal. He's going in the opposite direction and he just put the brakes on. And that, that, that was just, that's a superstar making a superstar play. And it just seemed like that's what you needed in that game. And then you get the other side of it and he makes a bad turnover and then a bad defensive play by Taves uh, to not really get in that lane and they tie it up and that's what can happen just like that it's it's just it was kind of a tale of two games and with with the dallas one i i throw my hands up and like what what happened i can't i can't make heads or tails of of why they came out the way that they came out i think it was i think it just boils down to dallas wanted it more which is so odd for me to say that in, in a game of that magnitude and not only did Dallas want it more, Colorado, the entire game looked completely lost. Mm-hmm. Um, from goalie play, like he was, Yorgiev was left out there to dry. The defense, the matchups were so abysmal. The forwards were not helping out at any junction. Like it was as in that New Jersey game, you held out hope that they could come back and tie it up and probably get that win. With how they were playing, I there was zero hope. There is there was no hope in that Dallas game that they were going to come back with the way they were playing. And right. you mentioned the Seattle game; it felt very reminiscent of the Barry Trotz Islanders game, uh, teams that he had. That slow, just like just just beat you to yeah. death. Slow, and that Nathan McKinnon goal is usually the difference maker of that game. If you right. get a goal like that, that's it. You win one nothing. You get out of there completely exhausted ready to get out of there but it was just so slow and boring and i think it was a smart move to take uh georgiev out of there especially knowing that you have a back-to-back coming up get him out it's not his day it's not the team's day not completely on him um give him some rest because you know you're going to need him the next day so i think that was a smart move uh to do that but you know my question to you at this stage in the season, Kyle, like we're in March, right? They have a little over a month left. And people are, I get people are, are angry. They're upset with how the Avalanche have played the last three games. Um, but before that, you had that six game winning streak where that was the best hockey they played all year. And before that, it was a struggle. And before that, it was good. And before that, it was like, this, this is what the Avalanche are this year. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a a a team that w- this is not last year's team. Are they a good team? Sure, they are. In in certain times of the year, they're they're good. So, do I have confidence in this team going into the playoffs? I do because I I've seen them play well. I don't know what team we're gonna get in the playoffs. If it's the team that we got during that that six game winning streak, and even that when when they had they had another winning streak before uh, Christmas, like, mm-hmm. and that was you know that, that was a, another like decent winning streak followed up by maybe the worst hockey of the league at the turn of the calendar, right? So 
this has been the season all year long. So I'm not like looking at it like, okay, like, okay, now, now we've taken a turn and the Avalanche are playing poorly. They're going to play poorly the rest of the year. No, like they're, they're built to win and, and Bednar will get them ready to start playing well again. How long that lasts? I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. They, they, they are a streaky team. That's who they are. They've been that way all year long. I can only hope going into the playoffs is when they're playing their good hockey and not their bad hockey. Because if they're playing their good hockey, they they can beat just about any team in this league, and I have full confidence in that. I just don't know. Because we were all riding high, man. We were all singing their praises recently. And it, it once again, just kind of crashes and burns for a little while. I feel like they can come out of it. I just don't know when. It's a bizarre season, dude. What you need to do is take yourself back a little bit and look at the broad, maybe the last five years of avalanche hockey. This is avalanche hockey. This streaky just... Last year, winning the cup was the first year they put it all together and figured it out and understood the game and what they have to do between the ears. When it comes to putting your lines together, getting the talent depth moves, goalie play. If you're putting this in a simulation, the Avalanche are fine. Putting it when playing the game between the ears, that's where the Avalanche have a problem. And other than winning the cup last year, it's always, if this team could just do this, 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 we're going to be fine. We -hmm. say that every year. Last year, they figured it out, went on a run, won the cup. This year, it's the same. It's hot, it's cold, it's hot, it's cold. You don't know who's going out there. You're putting up the rosters. It could be, wow, Nathan McKinnon's on the top line. We got Miko on the second line. We got Yorgiev back there. Hey, Kale McCarr is back. But you don't know if they're going to show up. And you don't know if it's going to be cohesive. And it's has to be extremely frustrating for the front office, for Bednar, for the teammates. When you go out there and you're like, oh, everybody's having an off night tonight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so annoying. But then when you look ahead to what the Avalanche are going to, this stretch is where you get back on track because you are, you can't put it together and you're running out of track and you're running out of excuses and you're running out of calendar. Yeah. Well, there's, there's more to get to. And, and you know, we, uh, the last show we did was uh, for last Friday, which was trade deadline day. So we haven't really discussed that uh, or the lack thereof for the average, which is another thing people are kind yeah. of honing in on, but uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, like I said, the sound check that we have to get to and the San Jose game. But first, we are going to hear from FanDuel, and we are beyond the midway point of the NBA season. And it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, two-point scores, and three-pointers drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. Once again, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
All right. So um, kind of getting back to what we were just talking about in the, the first segment. So <clears throat> hot and cold at, th- at this stage in the season, like we kind of have to accept this with what they are. So that that's good and bad because when it's bad, you know, it's obviously <laughs> not good. But when it's good, this team is clicking and firing on cylinders. That's good. Um, I got a ton of emails and messages about like during and after the trade season uh, when it when it concluded and the Av pretty much stood pat. Uh, people were not happy. To which I will say this. Why were you not happy? Were you not listening to Lockdown Avalanche when we were telling you the Avalanche going to happen? <laughs> they we're not going to do anything. Like we weren't just blowing smoke and just coming up with content. If you're reading like what's going on, and if you follow this team and you know what they've done in the past, um, what they did this trade deadline season is exactly what the Colorado Avalanche do in the trade deadline season. Maybe even to a lesser extent, I get that. You know, they didn't, they didn't, maybe the, God, well, you know, I was gonna say the Matt Nieto move might've been their biggest move, but yeah, I don't know, but it's it's, it's kind of what we figured was going to happen. So I get why people are mad, but uh, I, I hate to say I told you so, but it just, it was not going to happen. So having said that, it goes back to what we were saying before they they are confident in this team. You can tell that the, that the front office is just confident in this team that they will hit their stride at the right time. You still got to get some players back uh, with Gabe Landeskog and closer to the middle of March. Who knows what's going to happen with that? But are you as confident in this team as the front office seems to be? And before we go there, I know we said the trade deadline was quiet. I can hear the keyboards clacking. Gustav Rydal does not count. He just signed a deal to play with Sweden, Sweden. next year. Yeah. So he, he is a rental. So yeah, it, it's basically an empty, empty trade deadline. Moot. Moot. It's so, moot. For those that <laughs> want to get on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, am I confident in this team? If you would ask me last week, I would have said yes. If you ask me next week, I'll probably say no. And then if you ask me <laughs> at the end of March, I'll probably say we're winning the cup, baby. I'm buying yeah. the merch now. Yeah. That's the, that's, how this season's going but then let's i mean let's be real here look at the lineup the depth chart if pretend none of those other games happened if i handed you seattle's lineup you'd feel good about this team sure yeah so why should we not feel good about this team why should the front office not feel good about this team why does the team not feel good about this team i don't know i just think it's then they're not going to use injuries as an excuse, and I'm not doing that either. It's just it's tough to really get cohesion when even even uh, you know the the lines were changed for the mm-hmm. Seattle game. Erod was down on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. So, but that, um, and I know they were kind of like kind of trying to explain it away on the altitude broadcast of like, well, you're getting this is now is when you want to kind of mix and match and try to see what duos work and trios work. It's like, no, you, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. Like he, he's just playing poorly and he's been demoted to the fourth line. Let, let's just call it what it is. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, 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 Oh, the other thing I want to talk to you about the game was Miko Rantanen, right? Because um, he's getting a, 
a reputation right now, and I don't like it. I don't either. Um, not not that people are, are giving him the reputation. He deserves the reputation he's getting because he is doing this. He is doing this uh, on a consistent basis, and now they're calling him for it. And yes, referees talk. Yep. Trust me, referees talk. And they are they will now be watching him maybe for the rest of his career. And I'm not trying to be like an exaggerator or anything like that. Uh, when when you are you're called for what he's being called for and, and just you know chirping at the refs, uh, they are watching you. And he 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 doesn't have a short leash now. He he has there, there's no slack on that leash whatsoever. He needs to stop doing this. Yeah. He really needs to stop doing this. And he just needs to play. He's having a fantastic season. I don't want this to take away from the season that he's having. Uh, but if this keeps happening, people are gonna look people are gonna look at him like he's a crybaby. And when things aren't going your way, Miko Rantanen's gonna go whine to the refs. You don't want to be known as that guy. And when you have guys like uh, on the team, like they, they have some every team has complainers. You know what I mean? You don't want to be lumped into to that group of guys. And he's I, I hate to say I mean, I'd say he's creeping into that group. He might already be there and that's not a group you want to be associated with. And if you don't think referees talk, just ask PK Saban. Like mm-hmm. the refs knew what he was going to be doing, and they watched for it. And mm-hmm. would call calls on PK that probably were a little 50-50. Miko has lost the good graces. He now has a reputation of being yeah. chirpy. It's just prepare for it, especially deep in games. It's going to happen. Usually those calls, you you remember it was a two or three weeks ago. Miko got a call late, and we were scratching our heads. What happened? What did he say? Guess what? It's continuing. Well, I don't have a problem. Like, if you want to talk to the refs about asking, you know, just clarification on a call or, or why wasn't this called? Why was this called? That's all fine. Yeah, they have no He's... problems talking, but once you get it to the point of getting penalized for it and getting game misconducts for it. That's a whole nother level where you're not letting off this point. By the way, when was the last time you seen other than Kale McCarr saying, Hey, no, that don't call it. That was not a call. When was the last Mm -hmm. time you seen a player actually win an argument with a referee? Yeah. Where it's like, why are you going to, why is this your crusade right now? Miko Ranton. And you know, you're not going to win. You're only making the situation worse. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you don't have Gabe Landeskog for leadership, and you are theoretically one of the leaders on this yeah. team. This is not a way to lead. No, you need to lead by example. And and that, like I said, I don't have a problem with you asking refs and talking to refs, but y- you are obviously going too far with it. You're saying something or you're you're using language that uh, they are not fond of, and you're gonna. And in the end, they have the last say. You know what I mean? They will penalize you, and that hurts your team. Yep. You know, we sit here all the time. We love to poke fun at Jordan Bennington. Oh, Every thing. All the time. I'm not saying that's where, where Miko is, but now you have given, uh, you know, opposing fan bases reason to come after you like we go after Jordan Bennington and, and kind of, you know, throw terms around like, crybaby or whiner or whatever you want to say um just play the game man just play like they need you on the ice two minutes in in the box is not what the avalanche need especially at that point in the game because that was huge because jack johnson got called for a tripping right at the end of the period 
and Seattle starts the the period on a five on three. Avs killed it, um, but you, you don't ever want to put your team in a, a situation where it's a five on three. Good thing is, I think Miko Rantanen is smart enough to realize like he needs to stop this. Where 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 we say like Jordan Bennington, it's it's who he is. Like he's been doing this for years now. Um, I, I I think Miko Rantanen is smart enough to know like my team needs me. I think Jordan Bennington gets away with it because he's a goalie and he doesn't go into the penalty box. You know, what I mean? in, in the end, he's not going to go in the penalty box. Miko Rantanen knows I'm my, my team needs me on the ice. So. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, the yeah. San Jose game is where it's going to be tested because the book's out on him. And San Jose, they have nothing to play for, and they are going to push hmm. the buttons. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's uh, let's hear from Athletic Greens, and then we'll get into that San Jose game. And like I said, as well as our uh, sound check over the weekend. Uh, but let's see. We have Athletic Greens, and something we've been talking about for quite some time now. What exactly is this stuff? It is one delicious scoop of AG1 into a glass of water, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, to, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and your aging, everything that's important to you. My man Kyle here continues to take it. He's He's crashing a little bit. I think he's reintroducing his uh, energy drinks, but not as much. No, not as much. Moderation. That's right. That's key. You're right. Okay. But still on the AG1 to help him get him through, oh, yeah. especially those mornings, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I need them in the morning. Yeah. So it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, or dairy-free or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs. So there's no nasty chemical or artificial taste. And it tastes pretty amazing. I gotta mm. say so. Yeah, it costs you less than three dollars a day, and when you're investing in your health, that's pretty cheap. And it's cheaper oh, yeah. than our cold brew or Dunkin' or Starbucks habit. And it's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself. And you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, which right now is time to reclaim that health and arm yourself with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so the Avs got to get back on track. You know what I mean? Like We've said this so many times throughout the season that – they, you know, they get off the track and they get back on it. And when they get back on it, we feel like they're on it for good. I even remember seeing a uh, power ranking. I think it was from the athletic, if I'm not mistaken, where, you know, they, they at one point, I think it was in January when the F's kind of turned the tide, they put them at number nine and they said like, oh, the apps have cracked the top 10 for the first time in, in a while. We're pretty confident that they're going to stay there now. And I kind of felt the same way. I think we always feel that way. Like the Avs, once they write the ship, they'll get it going. And, and yeah, I Craig think- Button had him at three as a cup contender really? at the trade deadline. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I just well, when you have that championship, the year that follows, you just get the benefit of the doubt for that entire year. You really do. And I'm not saying the Avalanche deserve it. I'm just saying, in the eyes of of the public and the media. 
like, oh, that that team, even though they lost some pieces, they'll right the ship. And I think, like we were talking earlier, we don't know. We don't know. And and the Avalanche have gone up against teams like San Jose a number of times this year and lost to those teams. So is this a given? No. But coming off of that weekend that the Avalanche just had, they better be angry. And they better come out. And this is at home, too. You better come out. What what Dallas did to you in that first period, you better do that to San Jose. You better pull no punches. If you hang 10 on them, then, then sorry, San Jose, you just got in the way. So they really need to come out looking sharp. If they don't, I got some concern. There are no more excuses for this week of avalanche action. There are no more excuses. San Jose has 18 wins. Their highest goal recipient right now on the mm -hmm. team, Logan Couture, 21 goals. Miko has 41. Like, there is a huge discrepancy mm -hmm. between these two teams. I am not shining this team anymore. Yeah. There are no more excuses. You must, must beat San Jose. Everything Dallas did to you, take it out on San Jose. Beat yeah. them by eight. There are no excuses. Yeah. yeah. I must break you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, for the Avs, the the schedule favors you. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we talked about it last week when we looked at their March schedule. Um, this is one of those handful of teams that typically you would feel good about going in and, and playing. And I do I, just because of, you know, I, I'm always confident the Avalanche can, can turn things around when they have a, a bad stretch. You want that to be right now. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, there was a graphic going around during, I think it was the Seattle game, that they do have the easiest schedule uh, for the rest of the season. The Avalanche. Don't show the Avs that. And in, 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 you're exactly right. Like in one capacity, you're like, that's great. That favors us. In the other, you're like, this is a hot and cold team. We've yeah, lost to Chicago. Them. We've lost to Arizona. We've lost to Vancouver. You know, so you can you just throw your hands up and say, like, okay, you know what this team can do. Let let's have the let you know. Let, you you just want them to right the ship and stay on that course. Yep. And that's all you can really say right now. I mean, like, I, it, it it's it's a baffling season. And despite all that, they're still in a playoff spot. Yeah, according to Money Puck, they have like an eighty-eight percent chance to make the playoffs, so they're likely going to make the playoffs. So I don't want to sit here and be like everything like doom and gloom, and you know what's wrong with the Avalanche. Yeah, there's we just some know better what this team can do. Yeah, like obviously there are some problems, um, but like I said in the beginning, you just want the to, to 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 be playing well heading into the playoffs, and which are are right around the corner. So this could be that setup game to just to, you know. Get the anger out. Get the aggression out. Start playing with with some conviction here, and start knocking down some points because they went from fourth or fifth place to second, and everybody's putting up the on your left memes up on Twitter because here come the Avalanche, and then after three games and a trade deadline, everyone's like panic button, panic button. Like I'm not there. I just I feel like I know what we have, and we got to roll with it. So. Yeah. Um, let us do our sound check for the weekend um, and then wrap this baby up. So 
So Kyle and I will uh, we'll get we got two songs each to get to because you know, obviously both games were over the weekend. So uh, we will throw these up on a set list uh, playlist over on Spotify. We pick one song for each game that we feel best summarizes uh, the action on the ice. And like I said, put them up on uh, playlist over on Spotify. Just search for LOA Soundcheck Volume Two. So we'll start with Dallas. These are already up there, by the way. The Dallas one is. I didn't put the Seattle one up yet. But what do you got for the Dallas game? It's Texas, baby. I had to go with my number one all-time favorite band. There is no pushing me off this. It's Pantera. Mm-hmm. Domination, because we were dominated. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Pretty cut and dry for that one, yeah. Um, for the the Dallas game, like, uh, and that was, you know, they, they had given up seven goals again. So that's two games in a row they gave up seven goals in a row, and I didn't know this. That was the first time since 1990 when they were the Nordiques. Ooh. They had done that. Um, so for me, I went with a, a Ben Harper song um, called Don't Give Up On Me Now. <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. it, I, was, I was feeling like there was so much like bad vibes coming out of like the fan base. Like I said, that's two games in a row they gave up seven. Uh, the, the, the trade deadline came and went. And people just were not happy. So it's kind of both. It, it, I know the team's not going to give up. It's not what I'm saying. Like, but it, kind of like a lot of the fan base was just very, very angry. So it's just like, don't don't give up on what the Avs have created here. So that's why I went with that one. Um, and then as far as the Seattle game, what do you got for that one, sir? It's Seattle Kraken. Everything's sea-themed, nautical-themed. Everybody get it out of your system. That's why I went with Ailstorm. Keel yeah, hauled. what is it? Keelhauled from Ailstorm. Yeah, wow. That's that's that sums up the overtime. Yeah, it's you were you got caught. You got in a change. And it was listen to the song, listen to the vibe, listen to the lyrics. It's and it fits. It's Seattle. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a that's a very good one actually. Um, and for me, I went with uh, a, a band that I absolutely love uh, from England, um, and they're called Hacken. And they just came out with a brand new album, so I'm kind of pulling off of that to kind of throw some publicity their, their way. Uh, the name of the album is Fauna, and my God, is this maybe one of... I put up a tweet on my personal Twitter page saying, like, it's already March. It's only March, and it's probably the best album I'm going to hear all year long. Oh, and. And they have a song on that called Elephants Never Forget, which I've heard is true. And I also don't know how you would know that. I'm an Auburn fan. I don't deal with elephants. (laughs) (laughs) That, sir, is very, very well said. Um, I I just don't know how they would ever know that elephants forget. How do you prove that? How do you prove it? How do you disprove it either? So I don't know. Um, I can sit here and say, Hey, we also remember me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and I kind of went with that as to be like, Hey, like while these losses are, are, are bad, like you grow from them. Yep. Like you don't, you don't want to forget about them. You want to remember them, grow from them, learn from them and move on from them. So, uh, that's why I went with that one. So go check those out. Like I said, over on Spotify right now. So, uh, We're going to wrap this bad boy up. We will be back tomorrow. Hopefully we're talking about an avalanche win and a convincing win too. That's what they need. They need, they need a blowout. 
Not this, you know, two to one with a few minutes left and San Jose pulls the goalie. Double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Let's send people home happy. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.